was the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. very festive edition today of ho 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 so does Phil <laughs> it took me a second to realise that you said ho 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 I was like what <laughs> what fucking noise did you just make? I was like <laughs> <laughs> he's got the COVID <laughs> I got the vid man I got the vid I'm gonna not a spoil but um, I've not officially written down my score for this yet because I kind of want to, I don't know if I'm going to see how it plays out during this review, which isn't, as I see, you just wrote down your score, which isn't um, how this should be done. Uh, But I don't know if it's because it's Christmas and it's a very giving and forgiving season. Mm. I I may have really enjoyed this film. (laughs) I thoroughly enjoyed this film. I think this film was uh, a fucking hidden gem. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it really is. came it's out great. of nowhere. <laughs> I was expecting a really shitty film. Uh, oh, I should start by saying, Billy! Billy! I, mate, I wrote the first note I wrote, second Christmas film we've done with somebody called Billy. Yeah. Second Christmas film in a row that may be a good one as well. When, when is Black Xmas from? 1974? Yeah, predates by like 10 years, maybe. Yeah, but 10 years. Fucking hell. I'm surprised this got such bad press. Oh, did you see why, though? Yeah, yeah. It's the poor, poor times to advertise. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well, before we were recording, before we were recording, I said to you, this wasn't actually the film I wanted to choose. The film I actually wanted to choose was Christmas Evil. But because it had been so long since I'd thought about it, I selected the wrong film by mistake, <laughs> which worked out to the, our benefit. But I was reading that obviously Christmas Evil came out before this and no one gave a shit. And it's only because this got advertised during family orientated TV and family saw the trailer for it. <laughs> and then people were like, why is, why is Sandy killing everyone, <laughs> mommy and daddy? <laughs> is he Do- going to kill me too? Do we have to have Santa? Where did you see this? YouTube. Oh, you found it on YouTube? I couldn't yeah. find it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everything exists on YouTube, apparently. How did you find it? I tried to find it. Typed in like the normal search phrases that you want to find something, and it, and it appeared like second on the list. And then the FBI just burst in your <laughs> yeah. room and just yeah, dragged you off. <laughs> <laughs> So I watched it on Amazon Prime Video and I paid one ninety nine for the renting of the uh, standard deaf version because it was four ninety nine and I was like, this film's gonna be shit, I'm not gonna pay that. I would pay four ninety nine to watch this. Well I was just the only reason I mention it is because um, there was a few scenes and I don't know if it happened in yours, where there was some shots that looked like shit. And mm-hmm. I get the suspicion that maybe those scenes were cut out and when they put them back in, they'd lost the good footage. They were. Oh, uh, they were. So, okay. Yeah, they were. So that's exactly what happened. So the like the kind of 
proper gore shots and stuff like that, they look like they're filmed on video instead of like... But then there was also, the first time I noticed it was when Billy was dressed as Santa and the boss walked up to him and was talking to him. He's like, oh, what are you up to, Billy? And he's like, oh, I'm just thinking about my family. He's like, oh, it's always good to think about your family at Christmas. And it's like, <laughs> they're dead. <laughs> uh, oh, oh. And the most obvious ones when he picks up that fucking woman. But we'll get to that later. Yes. There is a festive treat in this film, James. So if I counted four separate naked women, three of which are, the same. <laughs> are in the act of sex while a child is nearby or watching. <laughs> <laughs> and probably two or three of which were replayed several times. Yes. Especially um, the mum. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. There was some good gore in this, like effects wise, like when the dad falls out and slumps onto the ground, like the, it's really done, but those bullet wounds look great. And he wasn't breathing. Good. Yeah. And he wasn't blinking or moving. Yeah. Like a... <laughs> he wasn't just generally moving his head like he wasn't dead yet. <laughs> Someone runs up and it's like, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, so when you talk about like all the sex scenes, there were time codes written. There was one comment on the video that I watched. And there were time codes oh, written God. underneath the comment. And I was like, it's going to be the good gore. I won't click on this. I don't want any spoilers. Yeah. And back at the end, clicks in it. Like, yeah, the three sex scenes that are happening. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh. oh yeah. One of them was confusing, but we'll get to that. Should we just dive straight in? Yeah, why not? Mate, I had a whale of a time with this film. I'm like, a whale of a time. It's so much stuff... This film is basically a recipe for how to make a serial killer. And actually, okay, so that's something that I really liked, by the way. So this obviously came out, like, off the hype of serial killer films. And it came out out in the same year as Nightmare on Elm Street. I think at the exact same time. It was second to it in in, in the box box office. Yeah, but but then the backlash... And yeah. it got taken <laughs> off, basically. I, did you read? Did you see about how it wasn't released in the UK until 2009? No. Yeah, it, it was refused classification. And then the second one came out and they submitted it. And they were like, the BBFC were like, you need to make uh, these two little cuts. And they were like, no. So the second one didn't come out either. So I don't know when the second one came out. Because the second one's arguably more famous because it's got meme It's meme qualities. Yeah. But yeah, I, this didn't get released until Arrow submitted an uncut version in 2009. Fucking hell. Which is, because I know this film exists. This is not like... I watch that. Well, I mean, hopefully you would have seen that. Like, yeah, but like, the as you know, because I, I hear even the Blu-ray version, from what I've read, like those scenes just aren't, like they haven't been treated well. That, I mean, if the footage well, is damaged back in the day. Yeah, yeah. cuz mine looked pretty good even though it was stand to death. Yeah, that's what I heard. I was like from what I heard was that the Blu-ray looks a lot worse cuz everything else is better quality. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what Army of Darkness is like on the UK Blu-ray, which is why I had to buy it from fucking Australia cuz uh <laughs> when it cuts to the extra scenes they are fucking below like standard def. They look awful and the lighting's bad and all of that. But yeah, I was like I felt like I might buy this. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, same. I was like, this, this could, this could be part of like, you know, the, this the is, Christmas yeah. repertoire. Yeah, exactly. This is going, yeah. in, this is going, this is going to stand toe to toe, Home Alone, Wonderful Life, Gremlins, and Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> yeah, oh, I've never seen it. Oh, what the fuck, James? <laughs> it sounds far too happy. <laughs> it's actually not. It's super depressing. It's amazing. Oh, <laughs> I tell you what, it's a good Christmas watch though. 
Paddington 2, and it's going to be on on the BBC this Christmas, so watch it. Sure. You'll cry like a fucking baby. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> you know I hate crying like babies. So wah. Speaking um, of crying babies, so there's a kid in a car called there's Billy. a kid in the car, and they're driving, and Santa's bringing a big surprise tonight. What, why, why have I written down Santa's bringing a big surprise tonight? Um, so I... <laughs> I, my second note, other than the fact that it was called Billy, I'd, ri- I'd written this film off in this scene because as they're driving, there's obviously shots of that mountain, but then everything else wasn't covered in snow. And I was like, they've not even bothered with this. Yeah. They make up for it later. But I think you may have written that because this might be the most on the nose scene ever where they're like talking about Santa coming and like punishing bad kids if they stay up late the mum being yes. like you're in for a treat tonight when santa comes it's like oh i wonder yeah, you're what's in gonna for a happen big surprise tonight santa's bringing a big surprise if you're <laughs> as long as you're asleep before you um like before he turns up and before yeah. bedtime and so to to round off this lovely family uh car ride they go to the mental institute um <laughs> to see the one of the most asshole grandfather who is a fucking asshole He's just, he just fucking hates his kid. <laughs> he, he hates, hates his, his kid and he oh, hates his grandson. I have a theory as to why he hates his his son. Well, I he locked him up in a mental institute and he was clearly sane. No, I think he got away from his son. He, he went into the mental institute because both parents refer to him as dad, but they don't, but she, it's, she doesn't, yes. the wife doesn't act as if it's like father-in-law. She talks to him as if she, it's dad. Hey, dad. <laughs> I think he was just like, my kids are fucking, I'm out. <laughs> he just didn't want to talk to him anymore and his or son didn't acknowledge maybe, it. Maybe he tried to flag it and they were like, oh no, he's clearly insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Billy contains the strength of somebody that would have the genetic <laughs> yes. disposition of he someone does, that was yeah. inbred. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt. He's, he, he's very heels of eyes. <laughs> So yeah, so um, the parents get taken off by the doctor to go have a chat. And you know what? For a second then, I was thinking, what the fuck happened to the parents? They watched this, then Home Alone today. I was like, what the fuck happened to the parents? Hey, me and Joe watched Home Alone 1 and 2 yesterday. Nice. Do you know what I noticed yesterday watching Home Alone for like the sixth millionth time? Well, that kid's a psychopath? Well, obviously. I mean, you need to see that once. But I just realized he might be a psychopath because he doesn't have a bedroom. You never see Kevin's bedroom in that film. He only sleeps in his parents' bed. He's forced to sleep in the attic at one point. Yeah. And you see his brother's room. He doesn't have his own Buzz bedroom. has a massive room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he sleeps under the stairs. <laughs> this is what... Mate, we watched, we watched a double bill of one and two. And in two, Kevin is a psychopath. I, from that first brick thrown from the roof, Marv is dead. His head is going to explode. Uh, but then the stuff he goes on to do to him, to them in the second one, is way worse than the first one. Well, I was just thinking the first one as well. I'm like, when that family comes home and slips in the ice and like break, I know. breaks his hip, and then Uncle they go to open Dick, the door and burn Uncle their Cheapskate, hand. like impales his foot while taking groceries <laughs> downstairs, and then then his eye falls on the next nail down. <laughs> yeah. All the kids die. Also, I like that he runs to the other house and calls the police. Well, he calls the police, then runs to the other house and the police show up. And it's just like, why didn't you call the police before they showed up? Yeah. And same in the second one, where he lures them to that house. 
he lures into that house and massacres them. Where it's just like he 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 smashes that window and takes a picture of them stealing from the orphanage or whatever. And it's just like, why didn't you just call the police then You've while they're in the building? Yeah. And then you don't have to fuck them up with your bizarre trap room that your mum almost walks into in once. <laughs> oh my God. She goes to the front door. Good thing she didn't try the fucking door handle because it's attached yeah. to a nail gun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about that psychopath. Oh, man. Um, how did we go to... Oh, yeah, I couldn't figure out what happened to the parents. So, <laughs> well, I remember now. So, yeah, at this point, Grandpa grabs the kid. Or like, no, just turns to the kid. And he's supposed to be like comatose. They haven't spoken to him in ages. And he's talking about how Christmas Eve is the scariest night of the year. And he's like, what? Why? He's like, your kids fuck on Christmas Eve. <laughs> he um, must have just been being an arsehole, right? He couldn't have foreseen. I think so, yeah. He's like, Christmas Eve is the worst night. It punishes the naughty people. And like only those that have been good all year round. Yeah, he's just yeah. such an ass. See, see, I uh, at this point, I thought, I think I've seen this before. But I think I'm confusing... Because the scene that I thought was going to happen never happened, and I think I was confusing it with... You're confusing him with the mannequins in the burning. No, I was going to say with Tales from the Crypt, but but the, no, the so 80s, the 80s the crypt, one. Yeah, that, that came out before this. No, 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 I mean the 80s one. Because I, I remember distinctly seeing a disgusting Santa Claus breaking into a house and attacking a woman. Which isn't the same as the Tales from the Crypt, the Hammer Horror one. It's a different one, and I checked it out the other day, and it's the guy that plays Duran in Darkman is the Santa Claus. And then I fell into a hole looking up him and realised he was in fucking Johnny Bravo, which I didn't know. But um, so I, because I was like, why have they gone to a mental asylum? And I was like, oh, obviously the evil Santa Claus is going to come from the mental asylum. He's going to sneak into their car and he's going to fuck them up, and he's from the mental asylum. That no. was my assumption too. No, he's a completely separate person. He's just a granddad that that's, that's instilling that first bit of fear into in, into Billy's psyche. Like he's he's, a, he's, he's good slowly, though, he's like crying he's as he's saying up. it. Like he, the granddad is like he's committed to the act about <laughs> Santa being evil. And then we see Santa being evil when he comes. Oh, and then Mum comes out and calls him crazy grams. Yeah, yeah, and and he's like, you can't say that. That's bad, and we know what that was. Some great acting people. from that kid. He was like, oh, <laughs> shocking. <laughs> yeah, we see Santa with some go, of the go best. Going to a store to pick up, um, you know, whatever he needs. Three packs of cigarettes, and I guess all the cash you have. Some of the best when he pulls the gun out of his pocket. I watched this clip like three times just to make sure I saw what I saw. He pulls the gun out of his pocket and then like looks at the gun to make sure that he's holding it properly, like the <laughs> actor. And they were like, let's keep that take in. He's like, wait, is it, is it upside down again? No, no, it's not upside down. I wrote this movie off so early. And then he shoots that guy and he falls into that weirdly placed shelf full of crisps. Like who keeps yep. crisps behind the counter? <laughs> And then he shoots him again in the chest. And then he shoots him again in the head. Yeah. I'm like, well, that was unnecessary. <laughs> well, to be fair, the guy was slowly oh, trying he, to reach for a gun. He grabbed his gun, yeah, and he leaned up again. I wrote this movie off way too early. I, yeah. I can't remember when it turned, but it was... I think the moment... Maybe in the next scene. <laughs> I was kind of enjoying the accidental making Billy into a serial killer thing and then forcing him into that costume. And then the exact moment I think I loved this film was when that the guy was drunk and was like, oh, you know what Santa does on Christmas Eve, don't you? And he was just like, yeah, I know. 
don't worry, I'll do it. And it's just like, <laughs> you've accidentally just made Santa a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, but then unfortunately, um, when Santa took over half of his brain, he lost the ability to speak again. It, well, he just kept saying, naughty. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Santa like sticks his guy up, shoots him. Then we've got some, they're driving along the car again. And the, you got some really nice music. And I think, was this part of the, they, they like, they can, they made 10 Christmas songs for this film. And apparently they released it on the 30th year anniversary as well. So the Christmas songs were awful. I made a note of one of the Christmas Santa's songs. Santa's watching, Santa's waiting. I made a, a I note of one that. of the Christmas songs later because they get the words wrong. <laughs> but the score of this film was Ooh. legit good. There was moments where I was like, yeah. it sounds like the Silent Hill score. Yeah, I really, like, I really enjoyed the score. It, like Christmas music mixed with like just disturbing shit. Like it was really good. Oh, God damn it, James. I, I think actually I'm writing down my score right now. Here you go. There we go. Nice. On the page. So yeah, so they're playing the Santa's watching Santa's waiting. And they're like, what's that? What's that on the road? And I guess Santa's had some sleigh issues because he's waiting with his, by his car. It doesn't really try to communicate with them at all does he he says like they're like oh hey what's going on and he basically and then billy's like fuck my family i'm getting out of here yeah billy runs across it. the road and hide Le- leaves his, his little daughter oh, sorry his little sister brother brother oh god look like a girl and uh, leaves i know right brother. but it's definitely brother because it's ricky is his brother yeah they make reference to him ricky later Bobby. on and he's obviously set up for the sequel, and he is the guy in the sequel that's like, garbage day! Oh man, you've ruined that for me. <laughs> and then, yeah, the dad slumps out the car, dead. And then the mum, it looks like it's about to get a bit rapey, but he drags the mum out and, like, rips her clothes off to, like, this is the first of about 20 times we will see the shot of her tits being exposed. In Which the is... Film. You think that she would be wearing something under that thin shirt, considering that it's, it's winter, Christmas right? time. Yeah, it's, fr- it's snow on the ground. It's a lot of snow. <laughs> and then, and then, so he has a little fondle, and then he slits her throat. Well, he basically rips the top open, but before he can do anything, she slaps him, and he's like, "Oh well, I'll oh, slit yeah. your throat then." Yeah, he gets pretty pissed at the slap. Everyone reacts really badly to slaps in like rapey situations in this film. Yeah, there is a straight up second rape scene in this film in which the rapey is rescued and takes great anger at the fact <laughs> that she was rescued and was just like starts turning on yes. the rescuer. She was like, no, all of those no's meant yes. I just <laughs> <laughs> you missed the it. situation. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes out looking for the kid, but he can't find the kid and I think he just he's like, fine, fuck it. Yeah, and leaves the baby. I thought he was going to kill the baby. Yeah, I thought Billy was going to see or, that. If if the baby died, five stars. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then the music in that scene was like, crying little baby, Christmas baby. I love it. I, I love it so much from the music's right in the nose. I there mean, is, just, this is the second like, film the in the row, one. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where they've written, they've written songs about what's happening in the scenes, and it's yeah. beautiful. So, I yeah, mean, so it sings a song it's culminated baby with Will Smith it... and Men in Black, and then they stopped doing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't forget Wild Wild West. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, that was the one that killed it, but yeah. Wicked West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it, while it's singing about Crying Baby, it then crossfades into, I guess, like a, a few years later? 
Yeah, it do, I think it says, well, it doesn't say, t- later on it says 10 first, years later, yeah, but it says like... Yeah, this was in 1974, I can't yeah. remember how much later it was, but they mentioned it's been a few years and the kid's obviously grown up. I think he went from him. maybe being like five or six to like eight. Yeah. So it's been a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. And he's now placed at like a, a an orphanage, mm-hmm. at nunnery orphanage. They are the best. Um, and there's Mother Superior. Yeah. Who um, really... Seems like a piece of work. She is a literal psychopath factory. She is creating psychopaths. Uh, there is the fit nun who's the school teacher. I'm glad these women don't age as well because when it cuts to 10 years later, yes. other than being in a wheelchair, they look <laughs> identical. <laughs> so it, we see kids in school putting, and then and Billy, it's time for Billy to put up his Christmas themed drawing uh, yeah. on the board. And he pulls it up, and and some kid is not happy about it in the classroom. And yeah, then at this point, see Mother Superior. At this point, I wrote down: surely they would know that yeah. Billy would not like Christmas. <laughs> yeah, surely they know what's happened as well, because yeah, like, they like, keep saying they keep saying about him like, oh yeah, he he doesn't know what happened, but he does. He does. Uh, yeah, because he and, witnessed Santa killing his. And also, the Mother Superior says to him, when she chastises him for that picture of uh, a chopped up reindeer and a stabbed Santa Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She she goes to him, are you sorry? And he's like, yes, I'm sorry. I I didn't mean it. I didn't know what I'd done kind of thing. And she's like, oh, you're not sorry. You will learn what it is to be sorry, is what she says. Yeah. And I wrote down, he is already an orphan. (laughs) I think he knows. (laughs) No, Lee, you're born with original sin. It only gets worse from there. This woman is such a fucking bitch because she walks in and there's a scene where on Christmas Day where all the kids are opening presents and in the foreground, the main thing on the screen are two kids sharing a toy together and she says, all I see is greed and I, all I want is <laughs> no, gratitude. No thankfulness. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you bitch, those kids are sharing those toys. <laughs> yeah, there was only one ball that they were also, throwing back and forth. And then when, when Billy comes down, she's like, are you going to be a good boy today? And she, he's like, yes, yes. And she goes, well, go get your presents by the tree. So it's like, motherfucker, you bought those presents and then you chastise them for opening the presents <laughs> that you bought for them. Well, maybe they were just asking, they're orphans. Maybe they were asking for more. Maybe they wanted more presents. But she did say, Mother Superior did say that she will personally beat him. Well, I think she implied, but she was like, I will personally take care of his discipline or something or mm-hmm. personally monitor him, which, yeah, means that I'll be the one hitting you from now on each time you fuck up. There was some cool stuff where she's like, by the end of the week, he will sit on Santa's lap, I can guarantee it. I, I do like that kind of stuff and how much she fucks up. And I think she kind of realizes that she fucked up. Yeah. When she's like, I will force you to sit on this strange man's lap and make you squirm. <laughs> and hopefully you don't have some kind of superhuman strength and can lay out a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that grown man may be Father O'Brien again. Uh, the, the deaf and the dumb. De- <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely dumb. Uh, so definitely deaf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that was great yeah yeah they're forced like if the kids are like i really don't want to sit on santa's lap because i know it's father O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> please don't make me sit on that man's lap again my notes seem like so sporadic here but now we have like so he comes so he's sent to his room he's sent to his room and then another nun is like come on out 
the whole You don't have to be punished. I'll open the door for you. She leaves and slams the door in his face. So, yeah, I was so... Okay, okay, so this is the bit I was confused about. Because Billy's like, okay, she says I can go out. I'll go out. Like All the other kids are making snowmen on that muddy-looking snow. Mm. And then he hears bizarre sounds. And he follows the trail of the bizarre sounds. And, and then there's some really fucking nice I, shots of him looking for a And I was like, keyhole. what is happening here? Is someone being killed? Or yeah. is someone being, or is someone like, like crucifixing themselves? I was starting to think, was that the nurse, not nurse, the nun who just yeah. came in? But it's not. I don't know who these people are or what they're doing in there. I mean, I, I know what they're doing one's, in there. One's, <laughs> they're trying to make a baby, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I guess one's a nun and one's likely the delivery guy. If it's a nun, though, aren't you supposed to take a solemn vow to have none of that? Do you know how many priests fuck kids? <laughs> like... Yeah, that's different. <laughs> that's in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, people... But she was chastised for being a naughty nun. Well, this is this is why this is. I I think I was like, oh, this is like serial killer in the making because he's watching the fucking. He's yeah. seeing he's seeing her jugs, getting flashbacks to his own mother's yeah. jugs, which is going to mess you up. Yeah, with really nice keyhole lighting on his arm. Yeah, really nice shots. And then the nun comes over and like grabs and him and thrusts him on them. Yeah, thrusts him into a wall and then bursts in the door and starts beating those. Starts so, belting them. She to begin his belt and starts yeah, belting them. <laughs> to begin to enforce that sex means you have to get punished. And then, she, I mean, she's on the nose, says to him in the next scene that when you're bad, punishment will be absolute. And punishment yes. is and the only says, answer. Like, but she says that punishment is good. She says, mm-hmm. when we do something naughty, we're punished. Punishment is good. But she's also like such a fucking bitch because she goes she goes to see Billy who's outside playing with the other kids. Also, I had to write down and watch back that scene where the nun the nun comes over and she's like, Billy comes here, come here. And his brother is just like, What's what's the what's the matter? And then the other kid says, Your brother's a nutcase, that's what's wrong. Nutcase. <laughs> such good delivery. <laughs> but so she goes to hit Billy like, hey. So did you do you know what was happening in there? And Billy was just like, "No, I don't." And she tells him about the punishment, all this stuff. And then, then and then the nun is like, well, "Oh, she says that's good. It's good. You didn't know what was happening." In yeah, there. but the other nun is just like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Mother Superior. I said that he could come out. I let him out." And then the nun, the Mother Superior, is just like, after telling him about punishment, she's like, "You've also left your room. I can't help but notice, Billy." <laughs> <laughs> And then punishes him for it, <laughs> yeah. even though she Just knows that it's bare not his ass fault. Belted. Yeah. Well, yeah, because she told him something. Yes. I, and I then, assume she'll be like spanking that nun as well. Yeah. Then he has a nightmare. No wonder, because those toys in his room are disturbing as shit. Hell yeah! What was it, what was the nightmare about? Do you remember? It was just it was just flashes was it, of his flashbacks dad. Of everything that there was some cool shots of close-ups of his dad's like head as he was like laying out, looking over to him with blood dripping out of his head. And then he woke up and ran outside, and then the nuns drag him in yeah. and strap him down to the bed for Father O'Brien to come in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> Santa's coming. That bit was brutal, man. Yeah. Brutal. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, that's probably what they did. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> now we have that great scene where she says, talks about gratitude and she's mm-hmm. like, sit on this and, and the kid's not happy. Yeah, she squirms. says, she says that she's going to make him sit on Santa, Santa's lap and then he doesn't want to and just fucking lays him out. Lamp Santa. <laughs> 
<laughs> you would have thought that beard would have like absorbed some of the shock. No, like, I mean this kid clearly has super strength. There's a bit later on where he displays ridiculous amounts of strength. Well, one where he displays ridiculous amounts of strength, and another where he displays stretchy arm syndrome. And that might be the same one. <laughs> I'm specifically referring to the bit where he hangs a man. No, yeah. So that's the first lifts. one. The second one is antlers. Oh yeah, that was genius. Because <laughs> that's like eight foot high. <laughs> yeah i mean i think billy was quite tall because like so now he goes up to his room and starts shaking around on the floor saying don't punish me and it free frames and then it comes yeah. to 10 years later mm-hmm. and now billy is they were like we've made over those 10 years they were like we've made him into a potential serial killer so let's <laughs> let's double down on it and get a gym let's get him to the gym <laughs> Because he's made him handsome. He's got social skills. (laughs) (laughs) He's ripped. That montage of him working in the shop was genius. The the toy owner's like, I don't want a kid from your thing. And they keep calling him a kid. And he's like this 20 year old that's ripped. And he take he like eyes him up from like toe to head and he's like well, I have a bit of, yeah, give slice me off a piece of that. It's like I could I feel like a montage is coming up. And I've written down great working montage here. It's <laughs> so good. It's like so, the music I f- was potentially on the nose here. He's what going around, covering up down? boxes, high fives. Yeah. He turns down drinks. Yeah, uh, they offer him a drink and he says, no thanks, and raises his carton of milk. <laughs> but then it starts going. Pure. It starts going downhill because now it's Christmas time and they have to put up the decorations and there's a big old picture of Sandy Claus. Yeah. And he stares it down. He does. Uh, but before that, we, we, there's a little bit of office romance going on, I think. Like mm-hmm. He's kind of interested in this girl who I have no idea what her name is. Maybe, Pamela. Maybe Pamela. Pamela, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's kind of flirting away. And it seems like as he's flirting, he's starting to maybe lose a little focus at work. Well, she seems to be res- like no. I, he's losing focus because it's Christmas time. Oh, I because like because that guy. Uh, what did I write his name down? It's Andy. Sandy. Oh, Andy. He's like, oh, you know, I have to tell you to do stuff now. You're you're a guy. You're a jerk or whatever. And and Billy's like, why don't you fuck off? <laughs> he's like, whoa, a curse. But you're um, as pure as unridden snow. Then he goes to see, he goes out the front and Santa's there and he trips over and that's where like Pamela helps him up and then he, then we cut to a dream sequence where he's doing her and then he gets. Yeah, with he, proper, again, proper porn lighting mm-hmm. and then, and this, this is a really nice shot, I like this, where Santa comes in with a knife yeah. and slices him down the side like a turkey. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down kind of like a turkey. I also started to realise here, I think they only have one Santa costume in this film because they were all identical. <laughs> they're all, yeah, they're all the same. Like, I know I know Santa is, like, he wears the same clothes, but they He's had kind of the iconic. specific red gloves, the specific bells around his, like, things. Uh, like, I think they only had one of the costumes. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably always him wearing it. So I, I get the feeling that, like, this Pamela girl also was into Billy. Yeah, I think and so. And she is so quickly goes off with the fucking Andy guy later on. Uh, I think she's pretty naive as well. She seems kind of simple. I mean, when he's like, I'm going to take her at the back to show you something. Like, and she's like, okay. oh, what is it? Like, Where, where's my present? Is it a sausage roll? <laughs> where's the roll? Well, <laughs> and now things start to heat up. Now we're starting to get... So now, so, unfortunately, Santa has broken his hip. Yeah. Santa, who was going to come in, 
but um, it doesn't seem like Mr. Sims wants to do it. No, he's out. Yeah. So he then goes in, and that's when they bump into the conversation about Billy slacking off, and he asks him what he wants to do. Uh, yeah, he's like, hey, I need you to do me a favor. Mm-hmm. So anything for you, boss? Um, I think that there's two points in this film. Later on, there's going to be one, but now it's another one, really, where the nun who got him this job really fucked up. Yes. There's a moment later on where she fucks up big time and doesn't seem to acknowledge her mistake. I feel like as somebody that was really into Billy and helping him, and, and she was the only one who fully understood Billy's problem, that maybe getting him a job in a toy store around Christmas time. <laughs> I was thinking it might be wise to just let them know. Exactly. He's got a small thing around Santa. <laughs> yeah, there's something about... And then later on when... Maybe don't put him in his skin or maybe yeah. <laughs> don't force him to sit on people's laps. Uh, or Spoilers for later on, when the wrong Santa Claus is killed, the nun is just like, oh, that'll be Father O'Brien because he's Santa every year. It, I, if I was the police officer, I'd be like, did you not think to mention that there might be a second person dressed up as Santa Claus? <laughs> To my other officers who were sh- ordered that to shoot to kill. was walking over today. <laughs> yeah. At that time. He was specifically deaf. Scheduled. <laughs> like he does every year. Like, to be fair, she's got a lot on her plate. And like, if I was in that situation and I'd forgotten to... Because there's a lot going on. Like, this, people have died. And I'd forgotten to mention that. And I just found out that somebody died and it was my fault. I'd be devastated. But she's like... Whoops. What you gotta do? <laughs> Guess we're getting another father. Guess he was old anyway. <laughs> he liked tying up kids. The other Santa broke his hip. Shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so now they ask, uh, they ask Billy if he will dress up as Santa. Yeah. Well, and this I, is where I was like, this feels like he's wearing Santa's skin now. This is where it went somewhere. Like, this yeah. is where you're like, okay, this is where this film's going. And he's like frozen in the mirror, staring at it like, yeah. How did they get him into that costume? That must have been like the way he reacted when he went near a Santa Claus as a child. Oh, what, like... Do you think he's like like a kid fighting, not wanting to put on their pajamas? <laughs> he's like just trying to like elbow them all in the face. I mean, what makes all good films? Uh, well, not it doesn't make them good, but like when there's like legit moments of comedy in movies, and this film has quite a few. But the next scene where there's that little girl on his fucking lap, and it's just like that looped audio of her crying and him being like, "Well, you you know what you're doing? You're being bad. Stop being bad." Yeah. And that audio is like, "Punish being... you? I'll punish you." <laughs> and then the parents are like, "He's got such a good way with kids." <laughs> the girl, little girl runs over and just like crying into her mum's leg. He's going to kill me. He said he's going to punish me. <laughs> That's only the second time in this movie that I thought that he was going to kill a kid. The second one comes later. Yeah, the second one comes later. <laughs> there's a couple of near misses. And there's, I've said it before like a million times on this thing that like there's a better concept in here than there is or whatever. But there's the setup to what it becomes. It could almost be he's been, he now is Santa Claus and he knows that Santa Claus kills people. You could easily just have him going house to fucking house. And have you seen Halloween 2018? Yes. There's a bit in that where Mike Myers goes house to house and just walks into a house, kills someone, goes to the next house, kills two people, looks at a baby, leaves, goes into another house, kills someone. And it could have almost been like a fucking mental killing spree of this guy going house to house and like fucking everyone up. But it's such a good concept. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't think the sequels live up to this one. 
That's a shame. It would have been nice to have seen his grave being struck by lightning and then coming back. Because <laughs> he's got that strength already. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he just needs that rotten flesh. The nun now calls up and finds out that he's Santa Claus and she's like, oh, shh, maybe I should have mentioned. <laughs> but at that point, I'm like, okay, this guy's clearly not very helpful. Maybe ask if you can get Mr. Sims on the phone. Mm-hmm. So that you can tell his superior, his manager, and be like, just to let you know. There's one tiny keep little close caveat. eye on him. Don't get him drunk. Did you Don't read this? Expose Did... him to potential rapey situations <laughs> where he may need to react. Like, just avoid flashbacks. It, it was mentioned on his CV as previous experience parents killed by a Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Also, potential psychopathic grooming. Yeah. <laughs> Years of abuse. They'll get drunk. Yeah, he's basically like, and that's closing time. Let's uh-huh. get pissed. That's where you see Andy and Pamela kind of like getting close, chatting and drinking. Well, Don't think, are they making out at that point? They are making out at the back of the room because Billy's watching them. And that's when Mr. Sims comes up and he's like, so your dead parents, eh? Thinking about <laughs> yeah. them. So he does, he does know, though, because he says to him, what are you thinking about, Billy? And he's like, oh, I'm just thinking about my family. And he's like, oh, it's always good to think about your family at Christmas time. And he's like, they're dead. And he's like, oh, yeah, they said they did tell me. So they had told him. They did. He drinks heavily. <laughs> I, bet, I bet it's oh, yeah, so any work. Mr. Sims got Billy, made Billy drink a few things. And he's like, oh, if you drink this much, you'll think you are Santa Claus or something, he says to him. Uh-oh. And then he says, you know what Santa does. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and he says something about like how I best not get in your way or something, or I best not stop you, you know what Santa does. Like, I feel like he's saying like, you've, you've got a lot of deliveries to do tonight, so you mm-hmm. best get on your way, basically. Yeah, I... Uh... Feel like it's not interpreted that way. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down that that bit was actually awesome, and I, that was the second time, or that was the first of two times in this film where I hoped that something would happen and then it paid off. This one being that he basically alluding to Santa, what Santa has to do, which is going to yeah. mess up Billy. And the second time and was Billy's that's... been primed to know what Santa does yeah. on Christmas Eve. And the second time, which we'll get to later on, there was something with sleds, and I was like, I fucking, if I was making it, I'd do I this. W- and I then was it... hoping, I was hoping so, so much. It was so good. I, I've written that down as well. <laughs> so he says, you know what Santa does on Christmas Eve? You should get started, which is just great. So then he goes in, you realise that here that, the asshole employee, Andy, who I had written down as Sandy, says like that he's got the present for her. And, he, and he's like a, a massive creep. Mm-hmm. And then Billy walks in mm-hmm. as like he's getting a little bit aggressive. He's looking a little rapey. You say looking a little no, rapey. At first, he's getting a little bit handsy and she's like, no, 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 no. no you, you and hear Billy her... gets no, no. really rapey. It starts... He walks in, and you can hear her saying, no, 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 no. Let's go and then, back to the And part. then we see them, and he's, he's fucking making out of her tits. And oh, all she's doing... Kind of rip her to- yeah. All she's doing is just going, no, 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 no. I feel like your reaction would be a bit more visceral if that was happening. Yes, but on the scale of rapiness, I would say at that point, it was a yeah. little rapey, and then it got really rapey. Oh, yeah, it gets worse. Last House and the Lefty. 
very similar oh, to what happened to his mother. He rips her top off. And again, working in a thing with children in the middle of winter, there's nothing underneath her cardigan. It's the spring and 80s. Yeah, it's the... Yeah, 1984. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wore bras uh, in the no, 80s. They'd all burnt them because feminism happened. Yeah, exactly. They ran out of stocks when they burnt them all. They were just like, well, people clearly don't want these. They're not working. Yeah, so then he rips her top open and she slaps him. And as we've learned in these situations... So it's, it's, it really is a play for play of what happened to his Pretty life. much, yeah. Doesn't he, like, punch her in the face? No, but I I have written down there's a great use of flashbacks in this scene. Oh, definitely, And just in general in the film, like, flashbacks can be used where they just replay the whole film and it's shit. Mm -hmm. Or they can be used to highlight things nicely. And not in a way that, like, panders to the audience too Mm -hmm. much, but just in a way that puts you in their perspective and in their psyche. I think this film does that really well. It does it really well because it, it almost apes the shots that it does. But it also... Because like the dream that he has about fucking Pamela is almost the scene that he was watching. Because he probably yeah. doesn't know what sex is because the nuns wouldn't have told him. So he's just dreaming about doing that. That's what sinners do. Yeah. And the way the shots look like they do. And, and then sometimes you see new angles on what he would have spotted as a kid. And you're like, it does. Yeah. it works really well. And then they cut that in with like pulsing, like flashing lights. Mm-hmm. So like whiting out the shot between past and present, which is him like flipping his switch. And then that guy got really rapey and like was all over her. So then um, superhero Billy to the rescue goes up and grabs some Christmas lights to tie him up. But he he's slightly heavy handed and he doesn't do it very well. So he accidentally wraps it around the guy's throat and holds him up with Jason power and strength. He's so strong that the cable cuts into the guy's skin because he's got blood all over him when he drops down. Also, maybe a bulb burst in his neck or something. This fucking dickhead guy, like his plan was to, well, we know he's about to rape this woman. Rape one of five people at a party. At a party in the next room. Where you work. Where you work. Well, you're going to see her on uh, Boxing and Day. Everyone else is going to know because they, yeah, arguably they couldn't hear a thing. Yeah, because he was too busy hearing him getting choked out. Thankfully, <laughs> um, and not the type he wanted. No. Yeah, so he drops dead, and he, then he fucks him up, and then Pamela just like loses her shit at fucking. So he he's just saved her from being raped, and she starts saying to him, "You're a bastard. You're crazy. You're fucking crazy." Yeah, but and it's like he just arguably, saved you. Arguably, he went a little far. It's America. He killed. He killed the guy. He could have punched him in the back of the head. Yeah, with him in the back of the head. He could have tied him up. He could have choked him out, and then like let her get away. He held him up with freak strength and waited until he died. <laughs> I would put this down. I'd chalk this up to character mistake because she starts losing her shit at him, whereas what she should have done is been like, oh my God, Billy, thank you very much, and slowly back away into the other room. Or she should have got a belt and been like, I need to punish you, and he would have been like, yes. But she should have been like with her fucking tits out and pretended to be his mother and be like, it's me, Billy. <laughs> it's your mother. And then he would have been like, Oh, so many, so many other flashbacks. <laughs> so, what does Billy do, James? He picks up a box cutter, and this is a real like they they don't back away from the gore here. I mean, they obviously cut it all out at one point, but yeah, he box cuts her from like belly button up with like a bare-chested shot, mm. and just uh, it's a shame he didn't kind of like play with the guts a bit. <laughs> but it was a nice long slice up the front and just yeah. split her in two, and then you're like, okay, well. 
fine. He kind of lashed out a little bit there, but you can understand he was in the heat at the moment from the last thing. Yeah. She was then disrespecting him. He's probably going to calm down. Yeah. Luckily, it's did not the 80s. Did he say punish then? I think he did. Luckily, it's not when the 80s. When Angela gets punished, splitting two with tits out. Yeah, luckily, it's not the 80s and that Hammer Time isn't a big song at the minute. Because Mr. Sims thinks he hears a noise suddenly in the back of the room. There's a weird thing with all, like people's audio perception in this. Mm. Because he couldn't hear any of the rape and the screaming of no, but he heard something. And then it later was the on, 80s, he was, he was well-versed in, in blocking that out. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> That's what you get for burning those bras. Did you see how she was dressed? Um, <laughs> there's a bit later on with a magical record player stereo that is loud enough to drown out the chorus of children singing songs, mm. not loud enough to to stop the sound of a bell of a cat's collar. Or but a then, young but, child talking quietly. But then again, loud enough that it blocks the sound of a door getting axed down, <laughs> a woman screaming for her life and then being deared to death. It's magic audio and it may have been between tracks. <laughs> Let's give it the benefit of the doubt there. Because uh, the payoff is worth it. Yeah. Okay, so at this point, Sims goes to investigate this phantom sound. Mm-hmm. And he walks in and he's he's like, hey, you're really drunk, Sims. What are you doing? And then what happens, Lee? Did someone approach him? I think he's slowly being stalked by Billy, right? I can't remember yes. why, he, but he definitely sneaks up on yeah, him. Well, just... he, yeah. He definitely sneaks up on him and hammers him a question. Yeah, so he sneaks around and then he like approaches hammer cocked and hammers oh, him down. I don't know if it's worth mentioning and I don't know if anyone cares, but they there was a bit when they were drinking and they sung they sung like I wish you a Merry Christmas or whatever. But they said good tidings for you wherever you are. Yes. That is not the lyrics to that song. No. But maybe maybe they changed it cuz they don't like kings. Oh yeah, probably yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he um, gets so he gets hammered, and I've written Santa head hammered because Santa's head was hammered already, and then all the lights get shut out, and the woman who no one cares about is in the store on her own. Yeah, and don't even pretend you know her name. Oh and mate, I couldn't tell you her name. Thank you. And then we have some quite a fun scene that happens here. Well, she walks into the back and just spots straight away uh, the guy, the Mister Sims, with a hammer embedded in his skull. Yeah, and, and it then, does that triple step crash zoom. Yeah, yeah. and then it. she runs straight for the phone, and then Billy comes out and axes the phone a question, right. yeah. and just cuts the phone line, which is genius. This bit is good, but it's interesting in the fact that, so he's stalking her because she legs it, and he's like singing a Christmas song or something, right? Yeah, so this, okay. Is he so saying it was the nice. night before Christmas? He's saying it was the night before Christmas, and like, yeah, it's like, Nothing was moving, not even a mouse. Yeah. And and it's really creepy as he's muttering it and stalking yeah, yeah, yeah. his prey. I love uh, that. That This bit is That's good. That's what the rest of the film is missing. This bit is good, but then it's instantly ruined by the fact that he sees her. He sees her hat, because she's wearing a very distinctive hat, and he jumps out to ask her a question, but the hat is on a pile of boxes. And yep. she is hiding behind some empty boxes that she pushes <laughs> into this big super strength man which knocks him flat down. <laughs> well, he was and then, already tilted forward with the axe. Like, was that? An then, and then she steals the axe. 
Yeah, because she knocks him over, so she does a clever thing to pick up the axe because the door's locked. So she's going to go and lock the door. I'm pretty sure they have a latch on them. Yeah. But she's going to go and axe the door. And then out of fucking she, nowhere... She decides to smash the glass with, with an axe before yeah. Rambo comes in. She, yeah. yeah. But, but she goes to do it and then she hesitates. She turns to the other window and then she hesitates. <laughs> and I'm like, just hit the fucking glass. Is it worth noticing or noting how disgusting that shop looks inside? It's clearly so a warehouse, and the painting on the windows. It, they smeared all the windows, yeah. And I, th- so I think the reason for that is they started filming like towards the end of the snowy season, so they did all the exteriors first, and then like you would be able to see that it wasn't snowing outside. Because there's a couple of contradictory bits later on where it's super snowy, and then kids are playing snowball fighting in melted snow that's brown. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yellow snow. So what happens here, Lee? How does um, how does she die? I fucking know where Billy's now got a fucking bow and arrow and just fucking canes her in the stomach from the toy store. Yeah, there's a lethal <laughs> weapon in the toy store. It is America. True, <laughs> but yeah, she is taken out. I love. I know it's the eighties, and I know they're cheesy slasher films, but I love how quickly people die in these films. One yeah. arrow through the gut, and she's dead. She's flatlined. One very slow pushing onto the horns of a deer and you are dead. (laughs) But with some great visuals afterwards. Okay, so yeah, she is bowed. Billy leaves because he's got the keys on him. I guess he picked them up off of Sims. Um, The nun shows up and sees that everyone's dead. This was a really nice shot. What? Like really nice scenery. Yeah, like the, um, the nutcrackers screaming. Oh, so yeah, she, yeah, yeah. Like, screams and it cuts to loads of nutcrackers with their mouth, jaws open. Yeah. Which I think they cut back to that again later. Yeah, and the creepy, like, Santa doll thing that's in there as well. Yeah. But then this is where it cuts to sex on a pool table. Mm. This is the... Yeah, uh, if I'm going to fuck somewhere, I want to do it on something that's hard with balls I and, think, like, a thick, thick rim around the edge. I think just so they could put in a joke about sticking two balls in the corner pocket, which was... Fine, but also, do you understand how sexual intercourse works? You don't yeah, put all first. the balls. You get everything in. You yeah, like climb first, in like she's and a then you back Then you back in from the base. <laughs> <laughs> you I have to bend back. The legs, legs behind you. <laughs> but this is probably not the last and not the first awful babysitter who is fucking instead of looking after a baby. I didn't think that. I thought that was her sister. Oh, it could be sister, but either way, like you're supposed to be looking after that child and you're doing an awful yeah. job of it. Well, in her defense, like Cindy is supposed to be in fucking bed. Mm-hmm. Because Santa's coming and it's naughty to be out of bed. Exactly. And then yeah. Santa won't come if she doesn't go to bed. Yeah. But apparently that's not true because she goes to bed and Santa does come. But her sister is being. Oh, wait. When, when he says Santa's naughty. not going to come, the guy goes, Yeah, neither will I. <laughs> and then he proceeds to stick his balls in her and can't figure out why he's not coming. This feels weird. <laughs> why does it hurt? <laughs> so this is where he turns on the music because there's carol singers and it's distracting him yeah. from his ball game. But she has to stop the sex, James, because there's a cat at the door and she has to let the cat in. She won't do it for her little sister. She won't stop for, for her little sister, but for the cat. Yeah, and and then she goes to what? There's something about women in this film and it being freezing cold and then not being. So she's stripped down at this point to her knickers, mm-hmm. right? And she decides that to be sensibly dressed to open the door, to open the front door where there were just carol singers. Yeah, she, she should put on her belt 
sorry, her shorts. Her jorts, yeah. Her jorts, where, yeah, you can, like, I mean, her full ass is out. They're great shorts. Her full ass is out when she's wearing them. But that's enough to hide, like, cover her dignity so that she can go upstairs. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you were partly clothed. <laughs> like, your crotch is covered. <laughs> um, yeah, she goes upstairs looking for the cat. This is a good fake out because obviously we're aware that the Santa is wearing bells on his costume. But the cat does actually show up, which is like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then... But she's then, fully prepared to leave the cat outside as well. Yes, she gives she him is. one last chance. She gives him one last chance. And she was that adamant she had to let the cat in that she had to run upstairs essentially naked. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get a good a pre-dating Friday the 13th part six of coming through a door. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't so know what this door was made out of, She James. slams on the door. Well, <laughs> his axe was, like, was equal to his strength. Oh, true. He you hit that oh, door forgot. once and it basically splinters wide open. This is also the second film in a row where somebody has leaned up against a wooden door when somebody has something that is perfectly designed to go through wood. Yeah. So he obliterates oh, that door. Yeah. The boyfriend hears nothing downstairs. Would you want to describe what happens next, James? I'm trying to remember. Does he he grabs her and throws her down? She tries to get away, and then he just kind of like picks her up and hoists her over his shoulder. And at it's that like point, she must weigh. Of, that woman must weigh nothing. I mean, she was like ninety percent tits and ass, <laughs> and eighties hair. Eighty eighties hair was a larger proportion. It was the hairspray was the majority <laughs> of her weight. The hairspray was lifting her. But the, I mean, I'll admit this bit is stupid, but it was so awesome and led to a great shot afterwards yeah. as well. So at this point, I thought, oh, maybe the boyfriend's going to come in while he's got like her ass exposed in his shoulder. But no, he spots his kill and he raises her up. And I guess this is just the point of killing teens now because they're naked. He didn't know they were fucking... But he's saying, punish. No, punish. I, yeah, this is why I was like, he must be going house to house, but he's just sort of randomly yeah. going about. Although they do explain it, is that he's avoiding the police. Yeah, and he does he does hide from them in the next scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he walks up to this giant stag head that's mounted on the wall. <laughs> yeah. And he lifts her up way higher than his head. And he just slowly impales her, and you get this really nice like silhouette silhouetted shot on the wall of her, like, going into the antlers. Yeah, yeah. And then you get this really low quality shot of the antlers <laughs> protruding through her like abdomen. It's look it looked great though. And then obviously it's there's beautiful. a shot of him again still kind of low quality because they obviously oh, did cut she, this. she went to the police, didn't she? She tried to call the police and then he pulled the cable out the wall. Yeah, yeah. And cause she he she does something to him so he loses the axe. Because people actually put up a fight in this. Fuck I missed that. He lobs the axe at her. Oh, yes. And he lobs the axe across the room and it like goes into the wall next to her. That is worth noting because in the IMDb trivia, it says that was a real axe. <laughs> that is how he loses the axe because he launches it at her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, my God. Wow, that was a ballsy move. Yeah, so then we, after he stabs the sixer on the thing, there's a shot of him standing next to her and you just see her fully like stuck on the... Now the boyfriend hears something and he goes upstairs yeah. and sees the that, front that, door... Was, is that the loud noise of a slow, whimpering, silent death? I'll be right there. <laughs> Is that a death rattle I hear? <laughs> oh my God, that sounds like a pig fainting. <laughs> and then he goes up uh, and sees that the front door is absolutely obliterated. And it's just like, oh, I hope this isn't a prank. I hope this is not a prank. 
Uh, and he's standing full on next to her dead body. And it takes him a second to realize that she's strung up. Well, he's probably thinking that cat has super strength. She didn't let the cat in. It burst through the, through the door. That cat didn't fuck off. And that cat also oh, wasn't trying to feed off of her. I also write him down as Michael Sierra finds girlfriend's dead body. <laughs> and that he fights Billy <laughs> with a fire poker. And, and in some of the reverse shots, Billy is suddenly a lot plumper as if his suit is now padded so that he can take the hits from the fucking fire poker. <laughs> but some, he kicks, he fucks him up a bit. Like he gets knocked down, but yeah. Billy's got that super and, and strength. And that's nice as well, that, that people can fight back in this. Yeah, yeah um, they're not just cowering. It seems like there are times when they're starting to win. Mm -hmm. It's looking good. But unfortunately, as you'd mentioned, he had unplugged the phone cord. So, and as we know, he has a really good, he has a penchant for strangulation. With He's got a great cords. strangling arm. This guy doesn't make it, but then he goes upstairs. Yeah, so that guy's dead. He then goes upstairs because he's like, I'm sure I heard silence. He goes, up, he goes upstairs and sees a little girl that's waiting for Santa. This scene is legit awesome. And there's some tension here. Like, this scene is legit a good scene. Yeah. And this <laughs> is where I'm glad that he's talking at this point. Yes. Yeah. It's great. Like, the thing that I hate is when he just walks around saying, punished, killing anyone that's punished. Yeah. Or killing anyone that's done bad. But in this, like, he was talking to the girl and he's like, Have you been good? Like, yeah, so have you been good all year? As he's reaching into his pocket and pulls out a yeah. box cutter. And I'm like, fuck, is, does he have a gun? But yeah, <laughs> so he pulls out this blade, yeah, the box cutter blade. And he's like, yeah, it's like, you haven't been bad. <laughs> no, and he's like itching to gut her. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, okay, here's a present. <laughs> and gives her the box cutter. <laughs> like, covered in Pamela blood. Yeah, yeah. I wrote <laughs> down insane. here, balanced as all things should be. <laughs> She's just there like, okay. <laughs> that bit is I, so good. I really hope that everyone comes back and they find her like stood there with her hands covered in blood and they're like, what did she do to them? <laughs> <laughs> How did she get her on the deer head? I need but, to be at that fair. point, I was like, okay, great. He set up another one of him. She's going to go on to be a, a, a Santa killer. Well, this is, I can't remember how I was figuring it. To, I mean, it all, it works out in the end or whatever, but it was, it was almost as if these kids had seen a Santa get shot in front of them at the end. And then a, they seen in one day, Santa Claus gets shot and killed twice. And it's like, you have accidentally created a whole orphanage of Santa themed killers. Yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I kind of wanted him to kill the mother superior so that they all see that and then uh, and then Santa Claus dies and then all of these kids would be like oh my god Santa Claus is a killer and then all of these kids become Santa killers but mm. obviously he spoilers for later doesn't kill the mother superior but is then killed in front of his brother who then turns evil is that who it was yeah that was his brother Ricky because he at one point man he did not age much he I mean he is like potentially five years younger than him. Uh, and yeah. I guess if, if Billy's 18 and he's only 13, he's going to look a lot smaller. Yeah, that's not far off then. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it does, it, it's it's a cool ending, okay. but it doesn't really work because Billy's had years of abuse, whereas I don't think Ricky has. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we but, can only hope. 
so Billy now leaves that thing and then I think the little girl finds the dead bodies of uh, uh, Sandra or whoever the fuck was in there uh, and where do we go to next we miss so, we, he doesn't strangle Billy because Billy managed not Billy the whoever that guy is he doesn't strangle Michael Sierra because Michael Sierra manages to fight back and Billy throws him out the window. Oh, fuck. How did we, we feel yeah, about that? Because then when he walks past him, you see his glassed up body laying there on the floor. Yeah, he's all mangled up. And, like, There's like a big up. glass in his face. It looked beautiful. Yeah. Now we how, get, oh, my God. How do we miss that? Now we get what the happens cops. when we both watch the film a while before we do this. Yeah, then we see the cops. This yeah. is the bit where they ruin Christmas for a whole family. And, and the cops are driving along and they're being told to look out for a Santa on the radio, I think. Mm-hmm. They're told to look out for a Santa um, that's on a killing spree. <laughs> and they see a Santa climbing up a ladder into a family's house. Yeah. And like, that's the fucker. <laughs> Again, it, it, he's wearing the exact same costume. And I know it's like mislead us as an audience, but it just feels it's silly. Like red with film. a white beard and... You probably it's haven't the seen the exact guy. same model. Like, <laughs> but anyway, they fucking burst into this family's house. The, yeah. the mother is like, they "What? Kicked what down the front you? door, run no, no. upstairs." What are you doing? What are you doing? There's no explanation. They burst into the kid's room as Santa is reaching for a kid and point guns at him. The kid wakes up, sees Santa, and goes, "Dad." Forever <laughs> destroying the concept of Santa Claus for this poor child, and forever destroying her faith in the police <laughs> and. Thankfully, potentially saving her from that, what looked like a potentially dark situation. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it didn't seem like that Santa was trying to give her a present. <laughs> well, uh, he crept into the bedroom and was like leaning down towards her. He also, like, he, he half committed to that Santa Claus thing. Like, he went all the way over the top. Maybe he'd seen Gremlins and thought if he goes down the chimney, he'll break his neck. But, like, Santa doesn't bring a magical fucking creepy metal ladder with him to sneak into bedrooms with. Like, he's Clarissa explained it all's boyfriend. Like, <laughs> um, And, yeah, so they draw their guns on him. And they're like, freeze, pig. No, not pig. No, they're Santa. the pigs. Freeze, reindeer. And they, yeah, they realize it's not him. So they drop their, lower their weapons. And they're, fuck, we've got the wrong one. Thankfully, that's the last time that will happen. Yeah. They'll never make that mistake again. Yeah, luckily at Christmas they've realized now that on Christmas Eve, several people are dressed as Santa. Yes. Again, realize that now. there's a bit more potential there because, yes, you could easily... It'd be hard it's to like hunt Halloween. This yeah, can like, get like, away yeah, with yeah. wearing a mask. <laughs> So now we go to Virgin Hill, or a hill full of virgin snow. And I, now, James, I'm going to tell you this right now, and I, and I think we speak for the show in general. Yeah. I don't think we can condone bullying in any way, shape, or form. It's not, it's not good. But that kid talks to those bullies in such a way, I am not surprised he got the shit kicked out of him. And also, I was kind of like, look, these, these bullies aren't actually that bad. They just want to go for a sleigh ride. Fine, it's not their sleigh, because they, yeah, they're yeah. poor, they don't have sleds. They're quite, they're they also are in their older. 30s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're a lot older. <laughs> they have like shit jobs, and they just want to go for a sleigh ride. Yeah. This guy says that he's like an ugly motherfucker, basically. He, and yeah, re- all he does is he punches him, and he holds him in place until he apologizes. <laughs> I can't remember what he says, but it's re- he's got some good fucking lines, this guy. I was like, I want to see more of this guy being a fucking dick to people. But yes. I mean, power to him for sticking up to those bullies. But like, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you had it coming. Now, so, this yeah. is the scene, James. This is the scene where I'm like, if I was going to do this scene. So one of them goes first. 
or the, the bullies go snow. Yeah, and then the obviously of one goes second, and I and and I was like, if I was going to do this scene personally, I would have him arrive and then him call out to his mate, and then his mate arrived dead on the sled. But then his mate kicked off on the sled and was going yeah. down the hill and I was like oh they're not going to do that but then out of nowhere Billy's like punish and comes out cuts his head off with jumps the axe jumps out from behind a tree <laughs> <laughs> so his headless body slides and his mate just oh sees his headless body arrive and it was like and then oh. the head rolls down the hill after it <laughs> but I was thinking that exact same thing I was like fuck this first guy's going to get fucked up yeah or when he arrives the top guy's gonna get fucked up because it was dark you couldn't see the other end of the hill so you're just asking for a dead body to come down but i also made note of the fact that the two kids before before the bullies show up they think they're being stalked by someone and we know that there's a santa claus as an audience out there but they're like oh there's someone out there man like this is weird and and i'm like who fucking cares you don't know there's a killer on the loose right now so why are you if you're that afraid of going outside see me um This is kind of. We are way too old to be doing what we're this. Doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's embarrassing, man. <laughs> I can't imagine anyone older than us would want to be doing this. <laughs> There's nothing that bullies want more than unadulterated joy. Sweet, sweet sleds. One of them is like, "Oh, you, your your sleds rubbish," and it's like they're both the same. They're both a piece of fabric or whatever <laughs> that you've like rolled over. They're not really. They're not like some fancy sled that you've got, like. That was such a treat seeing that headless body come. Yeah, down. I was I was hoping for the exact same thing. I was like, "Come on, decapitated rider! Come on, decapitated rider!" And he bursts <laughs> out and just. <laughs> and then after that, they talk about how. Oh, then I think we see a shot of the police driving around, and Billy like jumps down to a ditch, mm-hmm. and hides with his axe. And then police are saying like the kid may be nuts, but he's not stupid. Yeah. So now it's the next day. It's now Christmas yeah. Day. Uh, which he's is, chatting with the sister in, in, I guess, the police station. And they're like, we're weirdly paralleling Home Alone 2 that we mentioned earlier, when she's like, oh, where's Kevin? Oh, wait, at the very start of the film, he mentioned a Christmas tree. I know exactly where he is. Mm-hmm. He is perfectly at fucking Rockefeller Center as I arrive, which is like, whatever. Like, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> they're like, where would Billy go? And she's like, oh, my God, I think I know where he'd go. Out of fucking nowhere, I think he's going to show up. I never would have pieced that together. Well, she, yeah, she says there's a logic to him. And then he's like, hmm, well, if we know the logic, maybe we can predict his next move. And like, I know exactly where he's going. <laughs> also so then it's not like he but i was thinking about that i was like okay is he tracing his steps back but i was like no because he didn't there wasn't a random house that he was at where people were fucking on a pool table he was never beaten with a pool cue yeah but i was like like, yeah it's a bit of a stretch then we get speaking of a bit of a stretch then we get a really poor reason as to why they can't call ahead because a little girl is on the phone and then like a dick doesn't hang it up properly oh i missed Um, that i just assumed that the Oh I no! There's a like little girl. There's a little girl in the fucking head nurse. Oh, God damn it, nun. What the fuck was her name? The, Mother Superior. Uh, Mother Superior. Uh, she's in her office on the phone talking to someone. She's like, oh, "I've got to go now. Like it's Christmas or whatever." I don't know who she's talking to. It's not like she's got a family. She's an orphan. And then she puts the phone down on the desk, not back on the receiver thing. Mm. So the phone is still open because that's why the nun is just like, oh, I don't know why the uh, somebody would still be on the phone. But I'm like, why is that detective who's like, we need to go now? Why is that detective the one who stopped to make that phone call? What are the other police doing? Why can't he go? 
we're going to this place now because there's a killer on the loose. You call the orphanage because then when they leave, yeah, they're, another... like, they're like, let's wait. Let's yeah, wait. But... We'll keep trying. We'll wait. <laughs> but then when they leave him and the nun to go to the orphanage, another separate police officer is on dispatch and calls the other police to let them know that the, the, the Santa Claus is headed. So you could have got him to do that. Yeah. Like, oh, that, that bit was convoluted. Yes. Just so that they, they could get there in the nick of time. Exactly, yeah. So they pull up there just as all the kids are being, like, ushered outside to play in the playground. This he's... was a nice shot because when the police officer turns up, he's, he's like, I'm there now at the orphanage and I can see loads of kids playing and having fun in the snow. And he can't and see the Santa Claus because he's behind Santa's the tree. Walking. Yeah, he comes out from behind the tree. He's like, oh, shit, the Santa Claus is here. <laughs> yeah, and Santa's that was a walking nice towards shot. the kids, ready to massacre them. Yeah, he, he is. That's Santa Claus, right, James? I legit thought that was Billy because he was walking so menacingly towards those children. <laughs> Again, Wait, Father O'Brien. <laughs> yeah, but not just Father O'Brien. The other dad was menacingly reaching for his child. Why... Why is Santa Claus such a terrifying thing in this universe? He is a, he's generally a creep. He breaks into your house at night. Watches you sleep and eats your cookies while he yeah, watches he you sleep. he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. I love it. Like, it's like having Alexa in my room. I, I don't <laughs> like it. I'm not going to do it. Or Lexi, eh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what you've just done there is obviously comedy, James. But what you've just done there is just use the lyrics of that song to it to make Santa look creepy. And it's almost weird that parents would kick off at the fact that Santa is made to be the villain when those are he literally watches you sleeping and knows yeah. when you're awake. Like that is the tagline of a horror film right there. But he, I guess he's unadulterated joy again. Like he is he's he's pure as the driven snow. Like yeah, but you can't say that B- Billy didn't have fun right killing. Oh, yeah, good point. He had a great time. <laughs> Everyone should kill Christmas kids. What happens now, James? The, the menacing uh, Santa is so walking towards the, the cop kids. Calls out to him because he spots him when he comes out of that tree. He's like, "Wait, stop! I have a gun, and you're gonna kill those kids. So don't do it, or I'll shoot you." And he persists. He marches menacingly towards those kids, mm-hmm. and then he blasts him, blows him away. Yeah. That um, Santa falls down. All the kids watch Santa get shot <laughs> several times and then bleed out. Yeah, yeah. And then the nun's like, get inside, kids. You shouldn't be playing outside. There's also a bit later on where the nun has a go at the police officer and is like, I can't remember if she says something to him, but a lot, something along the lines of why would you shoot Santa Claus? And yeah. he doesn't warn her that there's a man going around killing people dressed as Santa Yeah, Claus. he's like, oh, it's complicated. The sergeant will explain it. He's probably like, I've done this before. I fucked up. Just let the higher-ups cover yeah. up for me. <laughs> so yeah, so he shoots him dead. And then, yeah, he goes inside and they're like, no, you shot the deaf priest, Father O'Brien, which is just hilarious. And this is and when it comes over the thing being like, in the police car being like, oh, he's, we got him, he's dead. And they're like, thank God. And then they're like, oh, but sergeant, he's 50. there's a problem. He's 50 years old. And then that's when the nun is like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, the deaf fucking father of it. He's like blind. He's got a limp. He always looks menacing because he molests kids. You know, <laughs> he, he's allergic sounds, to bullets. The way that we're selling this, it sounds like it, sounds like it shouldn't be as good as it is. It, this film. But it's great. 
like I said, right at the start, I had written this off as being garbage. There was moments really close on at the start where I paused it and said to Joe, I was like, this film sucks. I was <laughs> like, this killer has just got this woman's fucking tits out, shot a guy into some crisps. Like, it's, it's a fucking joke. But then by the end of it, I was like, got to that state, not as bad as last Christmas episode where I stopped taking notes because I was super enjoying the film because <laughs> there was still enough dumb stuff to make notes about with this. Yeah. But like, it was like, oh, this film fucking brings it back. <laughs> Oh, From yeah. the montage on, this film brings it back. Yeah. Oh my god, no, the montage might be the highlight. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have the cop that's there is going around and stalking, like he's trying to hunt Santa. Yeah, he knows that there's someone around. He can hear noises. Mm-hmm. He goes down into this creepy basement. He looks. He around checks everywhere first, except the creepy days. door. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, well, he leaves out the door that he came from. Yeah. Goes back up the stairs, and this is a good shot. It got me. It, I didn't see it coming. He goes outside into daylight and he just gets axed straight in the gut and then like <laughs> ro- plummets down the stairs. It looked awesome. Yeah. And then you see him like crumple down at the bottom of the accident. Yeah, and then there's everyone an even... knows that a shot to the, the stomach like pretty much severs the connection from the brain. Yeah. And then there's a fucking great shot of, well, first of all, we see that the kids are singing carol songs and poorly ADR'd. Yes. Because they're all like crying and afraid because they're just seeing Santa die. So it was at this point that I thought this is quite a bad nunnery, a bad nun run. It was at this point after, even though (laughs) they... No, because I was like, no, no, because that other stuff's all expected. But I was like, they're not teaching anything about Jesus. Yeah, I guess. They're not singing any hymns. Yeah, I guess. They're singing Christmas carols and they're talking about Santa. I was like, I don't think Jesus is ever mentioned in this film. I wonder if that was a... a Maybe it was intentional. Intentional, because they didn't want to piss off the Christians as well as the fucking nuns. <laughs> as well as the PTA. Yeah. But there's a sick That's shot here. why the nun wasn't ended. Yeah. And so with this, I agree, it was a sick shot. It was also a bit too fabricated. It was... For, like, basically, so you could have, like, a, a really cool trailer shot. Well, yeah, it's the shot of, it's just a close-up on the axe as blood drips, and then he walks forward and decapitates the snowman. <laughs> but it looked more like, so I, I, I think it was, I think it needed a little bit more production to it, because, <laughs> like, he basically tilted the axe, so the blood they just put on it drips off. Yeah. And then he ran out and basically belted the head that just, like, flopped off. Which head? So it was like obviously a snowman, like three balls of descending size, and then the top one's the head, and he, he takes it off. I did notice that it perfectly comes off, but there was red on the neck area. So I was <laughs> oh, like, this is obviously this is obviously not the first take. <laughs> That's what I thought. The way the head came off, I was like, because I th- I thought if I swing an axe at snow, the axe is probably going to go into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> instead of hitting it like a baseball bat. But they were like, oh, yeah. They must have been like, oh, I don't think the blood was obvious enough in that shot. So let's re-blood, <laughs> let's re-blood the axe and do it again. But it's good though, because I thought when you saw the cop fall down the stairs, I just assumed Billy was going to leave the axe. But no, he um, he went and got it. And then some fucking yeah. asshole kid just goes and opens the door and lets him in. Well, Santa's outside. Yeah, with an axe behind his back. They're like Santa's reanimated. It's just like that story he told us about Jesus. Just like that time that the Santa Claus was a T-1000. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes up to the sister, no, not sister, Mother Superior. Yeah. It really just seems like a Nazi title to me. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what they are called, though. 
Well, I feel Nancy like the or... yeah. <laughs> she, she's Elsa, the she wolf of the SS. Yeah, so then, so he raises his axe up and starts walking towards her, like he's about to split her in two. Exactly, and, and she defiantly gets... sits there, like almost as if she believes that God will protect her or punish uh, her because yeah. punishment's good. <laughs> and she's been bad. And luckily, the police officer and the other nun have snuck into the room undetected and pumping full of lead. Yeah, and luckily none of that goes through and hits the nun or the kids behind. Yeah. Wait, what are, what are Billy's dying words? Uh, he he like... says Santa's dead now. You're safe. <laughs> you're safe, Santa's dead. Yeah, you're safe now, Santa Claus is gone. Do you know what this previous scene needed? A shot where Billy walks up and sees a dead Santa Claus and is just like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then it pans up the axe on the ground, tilts up, sorry, the axe on the ground, until it it gets to the next killer, which you said is his brother. His Ken. brother, Ricky. Which Rick. is good, because I was annoyed that she wasn't killed because she had it coming, but also it does make sense from a sequely bait thing that he's now, like, naughty, and then the film ends. So I, I generally have an issue with naughty. I think I really enjoyed when he was muttering Too sexual for you. When he was, yeah, yeah. It's the implication. <laughs> I thought, like, when he was stalking people in in the shop, when he was stalking the woman in the shop, and he was, like, talking about the night before Christmas, when he was talking to the little girl on his lap, mm-hmm. I, I thought those moments were really sinister. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. The naughty stuff is a bit cheesy. Yeah, he was, yeah and it's... Uh... I, I couldn't think of what it reminded me of, but it... what he says "punish" and "naughty" quite a lot. Um, it um, mostly says "punish," doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, which is super cheesy. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I get it. But it's he's like he's out. become dumb and like overridden by the the spirit of the Santa Killer, the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, mean, I yeah. do get what you mean. Like that. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, and and so I think you because like like I said again, this film was one of the first. Film, one of the first slashes to to flip the script basically and have normally you would have all the slaughters happen and then you uncover the story behind the killer yeah this there's one, no like unmasking. you learn to like the killer yeah. and you're with him until the end when and and you even even when he kills the first guy you're kind of rooting for him and then he kills the second girl and you're like oh well maybe she shouldn't have been mean to him it does and then he just starts killing everyone yeah so they it, they put a lot of build-up and a lot of character development in him and you get on his side and then you're like, oh, they threw it away a smidge too early for me. Or a bit, or the descent was too quick. It is weird, really, because obviously you're not really on Jason's side. Jason's not the main character of those films, but as those films progress, you want to see Jason kill people. That's what you're there for. And the same with Freddy. This wasn't at that point in either franchise, especially Nightmare Elsa, it just come out. So to have it be a film where you are kind of on the killer's side uh, and it, you are not surprised when he starts killing people the way that fucking guy is treated no uh, I didn't even think about that maybe because I'm so used to seeing slasher films so I can kind of see why people kicked off about it I mean they kicked off for a dumb reason but I can see there is more to it especially in the 80s where everyone because now now you're just like like Deadpool or whatever basically a Jason voice and like but he's yeah, funny yeah, yeah. so like oh yeah He's a good guy because he shoots people or whatever. Like, but if I'm gonna watch a Friday the Thirteenth, I'm not scared for the the people because I'm like I'm here to see Jason 
kill you all <laughs> in the stupidest ways possible. Definitely, exactly. Yeah, you you want you want those you want the that like cannon fodder. Yeah, I'm glad that that second kill actually wasn't the second strangle wasn't a strangle because when he strangled that first guy, I felt a little disappointed. It felt a little the cheap. The strength was a little bit odd. Yeah, but then like I, I would have liked, I would have liked him like to. I think it would have been better for him to like strangle him with like just by pulling it around his neck. Yeah. And even though, because you could have had like the glass exploding from the lights in his neck and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, and that would explain why he was bleeding as well. Yeah, and then they could have plugged it in. Oh, if, yeah, if he had put it in glass facing his neck. Yeah. We can fix that in the remake. <laughs> yeah, oh, we will. Oh, there but, was a yeah. remake. Yeah, so, it, so sort this of. So this film has had, was it four sequels and a remake now? There's a. F- there's definitely a fifth one because somebody who was adamantly against the first one was Something in the Rooney? fifth one. Yeah, he's in Mickey the fifth Rooney? one. And they're like, you motherfucker. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he slandered it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I guess we should talk about the controversy of this. So mm. like you're saying, it, it was like um, the advert came out during like primetime TV. Yeah. During like uh, Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> Yeah, and they did like they did test screenings for teenagers, and they fucking loved it. Yeah, and they decided to do a limited release, and it smashed the box office like on on the first limited release. And then after the controversy, it, like um like the next couple of days, like it, the box office soared again. Yeah, the yeah. weekend after it soared again, but it was due to have widespread release like that Christmas. And unfortunately, the like, PTA association was just like in arms against it, saying it's taking away the sacred thing. There was a governor that said, like, I believe in, in complete freedom of speech and, and I would never stop anyone saying anything. But Christmas is sacred. <laughs> <laughs> also, Siskel from Siskel and Ebert fucking slagged this film off. Like, he, mm. those guys seem to... They're, well, they, really, they they're really renowned, out, didn't they? Yeah, they called everyone out that worked on it. Said that they yeah, were they worth named, shit. They named the directors and writers. Yeah, um, yeah, for for like, and, and and accused them of taking blood money. It's it's they they they've consistently Eber have done a couple of dick things like that. But even I think the guy that plays Billy like didn't let his friends and family see it and said and he'd written it off basically because <laughs> of the controversy. He was like. I don't want anything to do with this and totally wrote it off until its 30th anniversary when he went to a screening of it and saw fucking thousands of fans Hmm. and was like, oh, people like this film? And then watched it and was like, oh, wait, this film's awesome. This is great. Yeah, because it is is fucking awesome. Like, this is not the sort of film you call out. Like, I wonder if Siskel and Ebert fucking were like, oh, Wes Craven made Last House on the Left. That's something you call people out for because that film, like, hasn't, I mean... Obviously, he went on to do good things, duo. but it's a piece of shit. <laughs> it, it's it's so niche, but like, yeah, especially this at has the time, so many redeeming factors. Yeah, this has way more redeeming factors, and than this that. has art in it as well. Yes, uh, like like I guess initially they 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 bought so um, someone like optioned the rights of a film that was initially called Sleigh Ride, I think. Yeah, this was originally called Sleigh yeah. Ride, and they changed the name last minute. Yeah, and and again, someone there was like a really shit script that that was like out there and someone optioned the script and they basically, it was just about like a Santa going around and killing people. And they're like, Oh, yeah. I like that idea. We'll take that. They were due to have a widespread release, but one of the owners, is it TriStar? Yes. TriStar that it went out on. So That's one who of the Cisco owners called out. Yeah. And, and one of the owners of TriStar was Coke. 
they're oh, a part owner. Oh, and yeah. Coke has a little thing with Santa going on. Yeah. And so oh, what they the had, well, they had like giant Coke billboards and and like and Coke adverts with Santa. And then there would be billboards next to it or like, or TV spots with Santa killing people. And they're like, <laughs> fuck, they're ruining our brand. So they basically got them to, to pull the release. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that is, it's a damn shame. Hopefully more people see it. Yeah. But also, I, I've, I mean, obviously it makes sense with the Sony, oh, not Sony, Coke thing. Sony owned Tristar now. Um, it but... was like Coke, HBO and, and I want to say Showtime or something like that. It makes sense what you're saying but it's also brilliant absolute bullshit parent dickheadery especially in the like mary white has dumb shit because the year before the film christmas evil came out there was also when i googled this or not googled when i tried to find this for free on youtube and couldn't find it i found something else called silent night bloody night from the 70s (laughs) there's obviously black christmas this isn't the first time but the fucking. But is it the? Oh, it's not even the first time someone dressed up as Santa and kills. Well, that yeah. was Christmas Evil, and it, 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 yeah. Santa kills, I believe, in the the original Tales from the Crypt film with fucking Joan Collins in it. There's a Hammer Horror one, so huh. yeah, it's not even the first time this has happened. It's it's like classic people getting up in arms about nothing, especially in the eighties where they were like, "Oh, Dungeons and Dragons makes you evil. It's supporting Satan." Oh. I mean, it was. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah that's why it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to make you lonely. It's not going to make you evil. <laughs> uh, so what did you, James, did you write your score down? I saw you write it down earlier. I did, yeah. Oh, wait, so just to say, there was another quote that someone said, much like I spit on your grave, this film shouldn't have been made. Fuck off. And they said, this film is akin to child abuse. I mean, it's got child abuse in it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Wow, this is um, yeah, this is this is hey, really aggressive." Guess what, America in the eighties? You don't have to take your children to see these things just because you can. Doesn't mean you should. Yeah, well, arguably, there are a lot of people saying, "Sam, look, just turn the TV off." Yeah, I mean, I I don't think America learned just because you can doesn't mean you should until Jurassic Park came out in nineteen ninety three. Um, but. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> this film's awesome, and it shouldn't yeah. have got the hate that it got. I wish I'd seen it years ago. To be honest with you, I wish. This yeah, was my repertoire I, years I ago. will watch this film again. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm probably going to make Chris watch it when I go home after the pandemic ends. <laughs> I've given this a number, but I don't know if it should be higher. I've given it a number. It could potentially be higher, but I've it's borderline. It could have. But a if point. I make it hot, hi- yeah, same. Yeah. If I make it higher, it's going to be borderline a perfect film, which it's not. So I'm going to commit to my number of four. I've got four. Okay. <laughs> There's your proof. I am going to commit to my number of four. Yeah. That makes it an eight, which is perfectly passable, and it is definitely now going to be in my yearly <laughs> Yuletide fucking joy. <laughs> Oh hell yeah! I wonder if Joe will sit through it. She'll probably be out at the first time tits come out. Luckily, there's only three more f- times it happens. Luckily, there are only flashbacks of that moment twenty times. Because I, I don't, oh, I don't know if I said on here, but we watched uh, Halloween together. We, we, I watched Halloween because I wanted her to see the new one, mm. but specifically, you need to see the first one. So, so we did a double bill. And she was unimpressed with how quickly every girl in that film got naked, and for the. There's a scene where a girl spills popcorn on herself and she's like, now I'm covered in butter, takes off all of her clothes (laughs) 
and then puts on a shirt that's hanging on a door. And it's just like, you're not in your own house. You're a babysitter in someone else's house. <laughs> like, was, if, the mu- the 80s. if the mum comes home and sees you wearing her husband's shirt, all covered in some sort oh, of God. fluid that's like <laughs> glistening in the light. You, like Also, stop putting butter on popcorn. <laughs> that's why there's no obesity crisis. The, slightly off rails, but when I went to the cinema with somebody who's Canadian uh, in the UK, I said to her, "What well, for anyone who cares in America or Can- in Canada, I, I was like, oh, how, how do you like your popcorn? For reference, the only way you can have it in the UK is salted, sweet, and if you're in a fancy cinema, both salted and sweet and she was like she was like oh can i have it with extra butter like embarrassed that she wanted extra of a thing that doesn't even exist and i was like what do you have a stick of butter on you what are you talking about i was so confused they normally have like a lot of like um like shaker dispensers as well so you can get you get like cinnamon shit like that oh americans Um, know how to live man (laughs) yeah but but like i'm just thinking like the seats in cinemas are already like fucking disgusting. You start incorporating <laughs> butter into the thing you're eating, and there's just going to be smears everywhere. I mean, that's why they talk about cinemas being sticky as well, I guess, because of all the butter that's in America. Mm. I just Mate. thought it was the sweet, sweet popcorn and all that, all that Pepsi Cola. Oh, I could go over Pepsi right now over Coke because fuck them. Yeah, they support Santa's, not yeah, Santa killers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So, James, what is the secret surprise film that you were going to pick for the very first film of 2021? I think I've decided. Okay. It's likely something that you've seen. Okay. I haven't seen it. You can tell me now if it's not a good option. If it's not, then we can change this up. If I could, James, if I could veto your bad options, we never would have watched Night of the Demons. <laughs> but I'm saying this because I've done no research on this. That's how you roll. <laughs> That's how I found. <laughs> That's how, how we find things. classics amongst diamonds in the rough or whatever. Like, how about Maniac Cop from 1988? I'm more than happy to do Maniac Cop because obviously I've seen it. Bruce Campbell is because the star. Bruce Campbell's in it. <laughs> that reminds me, Eureka, the fucking DVD, Blu-ray, and DVD company, the professional, pristine. They're a really good company over here. They're not as good as America's Criterion, but they're up there. They are putting out two movies made by Fangoria magazine, one of which is Mind Warp, which stars Bruce Campbell. It's the film where he met his now wife, but it's also a film about a woman who jacks into the internet by plugging a thing into her back of her neck and lives in a virtual world. And it's from the eighties. I've seen something like that. And it, yeah, I know, right? And it's absolutely—it's it, literally garbage. Ghost in the Shell. But I will be buying it because I can't believe Eureka are putting that out on Blu-ray. I used to have it on VHS, and it's never had a release since then. That's sweet. That is awesome. Yeah, mate, I'll do Maniac Cop. I'll um, do Maniac Cop all day long. Oh, actually, so for Suddenly Deadly Night, apparently they, when they were looking at directors, they looked at a young Sam Raimi. Really. Yeah, and they, he was in like the shortlist of directors that they wanted for this, but they ended up going for a director who, had, who like the studio liked, who was a solid director, but he'd done things like Noah's Ark like, and, and like, oh, like really religious things. And they're uh, like, this seems really strange. And they ended you... up having like the main 
director and DOP, didn't, I think the main director didn't actually want to work on like the gory murder scenes. The editor they had, directed it. Yeah, they had the editor directing those scenes because <laughs> he was like the, the kind of B, B unit. Okay, so weird connections here. Uh, allegedly, Sam Raimi is not a big fan of gore either. He just does it because, you know, it sells. But apparently he said in editing booths, people have been like, oh, he like looks away from the screen. Have you got IMDb up in front of you right now? Yeah. Look up the name of the writer, because that name is very similar to Raimi, but it's like Kami. I wonder if that's a fake name, especially if they were looking specifically for Sam Raimi to direct it. Well, no, they were looking at lots of people, but I think they... He was like a like a twenty five year old Sam Raimi. They said. Well, he'd just he'd obviously just done Evil Dead. Evil Dead Two was yet to happen. He'd done Crime Wave by then, I think, and he had been in Intruder by that point. Writer. I believe. Oh yeah, writers Paul Kami, um, which is one letter away from Raimi, and he also worked on Dead the second one, and then his career <laughs> ended. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Apparently, like the the main director was just like like he had just he had worked on like really normal like I, well I guess yeah just no horror at all before then. We did a good job, James. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's one of Great. the higher rated episodes of Sage's film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once again, a Christmas treat. Definitely, man. Um, yeah, we should watch. Should watch it over and over. I mean, I've accidentally it's, come it's, across it's quite a few Christmas films, uh, so I think we're good for Christmas specials for a couple of years. <laughs> Perfect. We can until watch we Christmas get to Krampus again and ruin your day. Oh God, <laughs> that wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, um, I guess you're going to have to wait to see a maniac cop on the next. Merry Christmas. Oh. Say this film. Yeah, that's that's bad. (laughs) (laughs) You've made it through Halloween. Now try and survive Christmas. Silent night. Deadly night.